0: It's Clark from the Down South IT Podcast, and today I'm going to give you my two cents on the Windows 10 Spring Update. First off, if you notice something different, yes, I do sound a little different. Just getting over being sick a little bit. But that's okay. I keep going. I'm pushing through, even though I may sound like death after a three day bender. It doesn't matter. We're going to keep going. So Microsoft has a bunch of new features that they're planning on bringing to us in the feature update come spring of 2020. And unless you've been living under a rock for the last year, you remember the complete and utter show that was the 2019 update. So this thing was completely horrible. We all know it. And directly because of that, they have some new features coming in this next round of features and and updates. Mainly one is going to be optional updates. They're going to have some that automatically update with Windows Update, just like they do now, security updates, you know, critical bug patches, those kind of things. Those things will still be updated as soon as they're downloaded, but they're going to have a lot more things that are going to be optional like new drivers for your different devices and things like that they're gonna have a bunch of things that they're gonna list as being optional so they won't even download until you tell them to download so this is actually is taking a step back as far as windows updates goes but you know what i much rather this system anyway because i would rather pick and choose what i want to update and when i want to update it i don't need to be told by microsoft what needs to be updated That's just my feeling. They shouldn't have did this in the first place, to be honest, because that's just pushing stuff on people that they don't need. And especially on tablets. Updates on tablets are insane because they push them. Most tablets, at least some of the the cheaper ones that I've had and used, they have so little memory. You can't do anything with them if they try to push an update. It's disgusting, and it's a, I'm so glad that they're doing all of this optional stuff. It's so much better. Next up, they have an upgrade to Task Manager. Finally, you're going to be able to see what type of graphics card you actually have in, installed in your system if you're using a graphics card, if you're using a, a discrete graphics card, actually. If you're using an integrated graphics card, it'll actually list it as either AMD integrated or you know intel integrated graphics whatever in the chipset so it'll actually give you what type it is and it'll actually read the temperature off of that which is very nice you won't have to use like gpu z or cpu z or anything like that to get your temps and your loads and stuff like that to check see if anything is actually wrong also they're also going to have a reduced disk and processor util- utilization by Windows Search. If you try to search for something in Windows right now, it is very, very CPU and disk heavy. At least now they actually re- realize that, hey, we actually have a problem here and are doing something to fix it. I may actually use Windows Search now. Next up is also they're gonna bring out a new version of Cortana. Well, not a new version, but they slim down Cortana a lot. Their new thing is that they're gonna be you're gonna be able to chat with Cortana and Cortana will be able to interact with you use you know with multiple queries and different things like that so they're gonna and supposedly it's gonna be faster and almost real time so but they did drop a lot of stuff that you know consumers really didn't use so they trimmed it down a lot and hopefully this will be something a little bit more useful Because as it stands right now, there's not a whole lot of people that are actually using Cortana. Especially since they decided to recently stop the support for Apple and Android phones. So, that ought to be interesting. Also, we have a redesigned network status page. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but... Whenever you bring up the status, you won't actually have to click either Wi-Fi or Internet or whatever, you know, to see the properties. It'll actually list the current properties right there in the status. That's nice. It just saves you from having to click on different things. That's a welcome site, actually. I'll I'll probably use that a good bit. Next up is virtual desktops. Now, they do have this already, but you're going to be able to actually name your virtual desktops so you can have... Your office stuff on one virtual desktop, your home stuff on, a, on another one, and you can work on multiple projects at once. So this is kind of something they pulled from Linux because Ubuntu's had this for years. But I guess Windows is finally getting to the, the point of, hey, we need to act, kind of compete with this a little bit. And just from the little demo that I've seen, it actually looks like it may be worth it and work it fairly well they're also touting something that's called a reset from cloud feature. So and with this is actually going to be something that instead of manually nuking your computer and having to reboot it and restart it from scratch, they're going to be they're going to basically have a way to be able to wipe your entire computer and have you sign into your Microsoft account or your OneDrive account and It'll automatically reinstall Windows and bring in all of your programs if you want it, all your files if you want it. It's just like a regular a regular reboot or a regular wipe if you want to do it that way, but without having to use a USB drive or a CD to be able to go ahead and wipe everything. It's kind of a step in the right direction. I kind of figured at some point that would happen. I didn't think it was going to be quite this soon yet, but most people probably won't use it all that often Uh, because I think people are more, at least as far as I know, I mean, booting stuff off of a network is is a little bit different than actually booting off of a USB or, you know, some kind of physical media. So I'm not sure how much this is going to be utilized at first, but going forward, it probably will be something nice to to actually work with and not have to carry around a bunch of thumb drives and stuff. So a few other things that they're going to be doing is a lot of, swift key typing so a lot of uh dictation support language settings bunch of different things like that so they're making they're trying to do intelligent typing kind of like grammarly uh that's built into google so they're kind of kind of leaning toward that way we shall see how it, how actually that works i think grammarly actually works really well i do use it for work every now and again it's not it <laughs> It does kind of get in the way a little bit, I will, I'll honestly admit, so I don't know how much this their SwiftKey version is going to work and how obtrusive it's going to be, so I have, we have to wait and see once that feature comes out, and of course, you know me, I'm not going to install it as soon as the feature set comes out. I do wait about a week, week and a half, maybe even a month after, just to make sure all the bugs are worked out before I update anything, because there's always going to be bugs that first week. So just a helpful hint. Anyway, thanks for listening. Don't forget, check out the website, DownSouthITPodcast.com, the Facebook page at DownSouthIT, also the YouTube page. You can go like and subscribe there to catch up on all the videos. Thank you for listening. This has been My Two Cents.